0: Hi! You are listening to the second edition of the Yodakin Podcast. Barefoot Theatre Company presents extracts from the story Miss Had from a collection of short stories by Padmani Mongia. Everyone called her Miss Hat, even though that was not her name. Her name was Miss Had. She lived by herself at the edge of the row of houses that lay at the edge of the small Texan town. Beyond the row of houses was a wide meadow on which the Indians lived in little shacks they had built with the wood and stones they found. Beyond where the Indians lived was the river. Everyone used the river. The white people picnicked by the river. The black people came there to have their babies baptised with a quick dunk into the flowing current just where the river curved. The Mexicans came across the border to the curve of the river as they had always done. The Indians came in the moonlight and lit a fire by the river. Pieces of flint and bits of the arrowheads they used could be found under the stones by the river, years after all the Indians had left and moved into the big towns. Miss Had had a large garden in which she grew green beans, potatoes, carrots, onions, garlic and cosmos flowers. She loved the cosmos and made them ring around the garden so that white and pink flowers always waved to her on their thin stalks when she reached home. She worked as a cleaning woman at the college up the hill. Every morning at 5am, Miss Had left her house and walked up the hill to the college. All day long she bent and cleaned, first with a broom and then with a mop. Sometimes she even cleaned on her hands and knees, rubbing with a wet rag the dust that lay on the moulding near the floor. The floors of the college were a glistening pine. The moulding and the walls were a light white, clean and soothing in the Texan sun. Light slanted into the large rooms of the college and made the white whiter or yellower, depending on the time of the day. In the early evenings, when the light turned gold, Miss Had took a break from her cleaning. She did so in such a way that nobody noticed her standing on one side of the room, watching the bars of light slide in from the tall windows. Her hands would move her mop mechanically, so if anybody saw her standing there, they would see a cleaning woman rubbing a stubborn stain off the floor. When Miss Had walked home with her bundle of clothes, she walked home filled with the tall yellow light of the college. When she reached her own quiet house with its low ceiling, its single long room with the narrow door in the front, she would allow the light to come out of her and fill her tiny kitchen as she prepared her dinner. The shotgun house on the edge of the row of houses, on the edge of town, would, for a short time, lose its dinginess. On Sundays, Miss Had did not work, but she got up even earlier than on weekdays. After she was awake, she would step into her garden to see the first wisps of morning tinge the night. Her plants would sway and yield to her hand or to the breeze that drifted off the river. Miss Had talked to her plants on these mornings. She crooned to them and caressed them. She lifted them up and weighed their growth in her hands. If the okra was being stubborn... She would stroke it gently and urge it to let its yellow flower grow into the long, green, almost bristly vegetable she loved. The plants listened to her. Nobody had a garden as rich as Miss Had's. Even though everybody grew the same things, Miss Had ...always harvested more potatoes, more yams and more carrots than anyone else. Everything she grew tasted sweeter as well. Some said she had magic in her fingers that had come all the way from Africa... ...on the first boats that had crossed the Atlantic. Perhaps because her garden gave her so many vegetables perhaps because they tasted so sweet perhaps because she lived alone and people saw her go to the river before the first light on sundays they were scared of miss had the adults never spoke to her when they passed miss had they nodded their heads and dipped their hats "morning miss had" they said and miss had never corrected them "morning" She would answer and walk on. The children were frightened of Miss Had. They knew she lived alone. They had heard her talk to her plants. They had seen her muttering by the river, her hands in the water just where the river curved and babies were baptized. But, when Miss Had invited the children to eat her sweet potatoes, the children could never refuse. Every year, Miss Had invited children to eat her potatoes. Shyly pushing each other forward, the children would forget their fear and follow each other into the corner of the garden. Those who had tasted her potatoes, potatoes which easily split with a simultaneous push to their pointy ends so they opened like paper boats, could never forget their sweetness. It was like eating the low yellow sky of October. First, Miss Had made the children settle in the corner of the garden. The cosmos would wave around them, taller than the children huddled there. Then Miss Had would look for the tallest boy and the tallest girl. You, she would point to the boy, and you, she would point to the girl, and say, Dig a hole for the fire, handing shovels to both. The boy and girl would step forward and start digging. Once they had dug a deep hole, Miss Hadd would have the other children carry forward the small twigs and branches she had gathered by the river. When the fire had been started in the moist earth, she made one or two children select fresh potatoes from those lying on a crooked shelf on the side of the garden. If there were ten children, then eleven sweet potatoes were picked. You always need one extra for luck, she would say. And the children would agree as they took the sweet potatoes to the tap at the end of the garden to rinse the dry mud off them. Then with a heap of potatoes by the side of the hole where the fire burned, the children would gather close to each other. Soon they knew Miss Had would tell her stories she would tell her stories until the potatoes were soft enough to be sucked into the children's mouths the moist and buttery inside followed by the scorched crispiness outside miss had's low voice would ask what do you want in your story and each child would name one thing a pig a woman a cat A storm, a boat, a river, Christmas. And the list would go on until each child had made their choice. Miss Had would listen carefully. The long stick she had used to stir the fire, scratching the thing each child wanted into the soft earth. Then she would stare at the list in the mud and start her story. Once upon a time, a cat went to the river. She would begin, and the children would huddle closer. As the story Miss had told, meandered over the many things written in the mud. From time to time, as a strange animal no one had heard of, jumped across the wide plains in another world. He brought with him the whiff of sweet potatoes roasting in a closed pit in the earth. The children would fidget at the smell. Sometimes the little ones would start crying as they listened to their familiar pig, cat or woman become strange and frightening in Miss Hadd's story. The pig might have grown horns before he flew away or the cat might have helped an old woman speak to the dead by a dry river. The woman might have lived in a village where it never rained so she had to ask for a storm by praying to the gods of the sky and the earth and the dead. Miss Had would look into the wide frightened eyes of the children but her low voice wouldn't pause. None of the children dared to speak. Once, Miss Had saw a boy looking doubtful as she spoke of the storm the woman had called. Miss Had got angry and hitting her stick against the pit where the potatoes roasted, she said, You don't believe me. All my stories are true, even though you tell me what you want in the story. All my stories are true. And then she looked into the clear Texan sky where the light was disappearing in large swathes of red and orange and yellow. You don't believe a woman can call for a storm? Well, I will call for a storm tonight. By the time you have eaten your potatoes, you'll see rain fall on you. Miss Had looked so angry that nobody dared whisper that the clear Texan night could not cloud over with a storm tonight. Instead, the children huddled closer together and thought of the potatoes that would soon be ready. Miss Had ate two potatoes, the one that had been counted for her and the extra one for luck. As the children tucked the crumpled, crisp skin of their potatoes into their mouths, Miss Had smiled at them. But they didn't smile back. Soon the children started fidgeting and along with Miss Had looked up into the sky to follow a streak of lightning slide all the way down into the garden. The children covered their ears against the coming thunder as Miss Had said. I told you my stories are true. She rose off her haunches to watch children scatter to their homes in the sudden rain and inside their houses, children clung to their mothers and stayed close to the wood fire, even though it wasn't cold. Miss Had stayed out in the rain, looking at the cosmos fall around her. This extract was read by Anand Dayal, Music by Arjun Sen. It was recorded by Mohammed Hassan Siddiqui at Heart Sound Studios, New Delhi.